Welcome to the Fitz Group Podcast for its members and our community at large. Our desire is to create a connection with our audience, communicate through seasons of transition, and empower you to make your business all you dreamed it would be. Join us now for the next episode of the story that will be told with our hosts, Fitz and Heather. Hey, and welcome back. My name is Fitz. This is Heather. Uh, if you've watched us before, you know our names, so I don't know why I just told you. But uh, glad you've come back and chosen to watch our new podcast. And this one we're calling 12 Ways. Two dot dot dot. Or just 12 Ways. <laughs> 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 we, don't, we don't really have a name for it. We, no, don't, we, we, don't. We, we, we just know there's 12 things we're going to list off. And really these 12 things, I don't know. It's, it's 12 ways to like, I don't know, be a better person or be more relatable or... Um, increase your EQ, 12 ways to make an impact, 12 ways to be a better leader. You, you decide. 12 ways to be more respected, 12 ways to digest beans. That's not in there. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, we knew you would want to know 12 ways to what? 12 ways. So we called it 12 ways. 12 ways. Three-parter. We're doing four each session. Yes, sir. So watch the next two. We'll start off, though, 12 ways. The first way (laughs) to be polite. 12 ways to relate to other people. 12 ways to to make people like you. Mm -hmm. Be polite. It's, um, you know, I feel like I I was raised by a great mom, right? Like my mother taught me how to be polite. She taught me how to eat with the right fork. She taught me how to uh, stand when a woman walks in the room or, or pull the chair out. She taught me how to hold the door open. Like she taught me just basic manners. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is what we really mean by be polite is really just have like just some basic manners. And, uh, you know, uh, our kids have been going to cotillion, right? And, and our oldest labeled that as manners camp, manners boot camp or something. And I thought, you know, but they already sort of know how to do stuff already. And I felt like I had a situation when I was a kid where I was put into a place like that where I was, I was being taught manners, but I already knew them because my mom was so intentional about teaching me how to be polite. And it's funny, occasionally I get somebody that's offended when I open the door for them. Like, I, you don't have to open the door for me. I'm like, I'm, you know, but, but more often than not, it's, it's just you're not going to find a lot of people that get offended at you being polite. Yeah, I think being polite is, is like being digestible. Um, it's, uh, this might feel offensive, but it's kind of being neutral. Mm. It's like we all, of course, are a vast, um, we are a color box full of personality types and traits and none of us the same. Um, and on a spectrum, some might be more quiet, some might be more loud, but I think the concept of being polite is just simply, um, doing the best we can to be to be initial, initially liked by everyone. Hmm. You know, like I think about, it makes me think about like mainstream art, um, whether it be music or even movies. There's just certain music or movies that everyone likes. Um, and, you know, they go down as classics. You know, being polite is being, cla- I mean, that's what, that's what being, like holding doors and saying thank you. And it's being classic in order to attract the masses. Um, and, but I obviously, I think it has to be backed by a genuine heart. You know, politeness should come from an attitude of every single person around you has value. Mm. And no one, you're not better than anyone else. 
Right. And usually impolite behavior is rooted in this thought process that somehow I'm better than that person or um, I can, you know, I have a right to mistreat someone. And the reality is that most of us feel like we're being polite on a regular basis and sometimes we're not being perceived as being polite. Mm. Right? It's kind of yeah. like the idea of mainstream music. Like every artist out there thinks everyone is going to like their music, but not everyone does. So it is a bit of an art to learn how to be polite correctly. And sometimes it might even be worth asking the people around you, you know, that you trust and love. Like, do you think that I'm polite? Um, and working on that as you, especially the initial interactions that you are having with, with your initial, with your agents, new hires, your clients, like, am I coming across with behaviors that are perceived as polite? Yeah. It, here's a here's a polite tip. Next time somebody lets you change lanes in traffic, throw up your hand as a wave and just <laughs> say thank you. That kind of thing. That's that's one. You know this when we're driving. That's a pet peeve of mine. I just let you in, man. Come on, wave. Well, the other reason it's so important is you never know when somebody's going to come back around. You mm. know, like we get tickled sometimes. Like sometimes when you get aggravated with somebody cutting you off, and then it turns out they're turning into the same church as you. <laughs> you know, like we've all had those experiences. <laughs> so karma's you know, a you know what. And so <laughs> you got to make sure that you're polite because the last thing you want to do is be rude to somebody and it turns out that's the agent you're headed to meet or that's the <laughs> client you're headed to meet. Politeness matters. Number two way to <laughs> act respectfully. Um, don't roll your eyes. I, you know, when I think of uh, acting respectfully, and we just talked about being polite and they, they, they are similar, but, but respectfully is like, it's it's the body language to me and you're going to add your your thing but it's the body language that you're putting out there that says you're important what you're saying how you're feeling what what you're what what you're saying right now like that is important to me and you are important in this world and rather than going you know like they know or or interrupting when you're talking um, I know that's a, a pet peeve of, of, of mine. It's a pet peeve of ours. Like, stop, stop, stop interrupt me. I get the kids like, I was still talking. That's disrespect when you do that, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you act respectfully, people tend to like you more. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Yeah, this is a, this is the, these concepts of, um, you know, not rolling your eyes, not interrupting, not no talking gossip. negatively about someone. I was just interrupting just for fun. Yeah, well, these are things that are constantly being corrected in our household and mm. around our dinner table because we are raising teenagers, tweens and teenagers at this point. So these are the behaviors that they manifest. Mm -hmm. And the reality is some of us never really were taught maybe to, that those behaviors are disrespectful. Um, and so we still engage in them even as adults. Mm. Uh, but recognizing that it's communicating disrespect. And the thing is, we are not valid. See, the problem is, is we typically are doing those behaviors because we feel like we were just disrespected. Like someone did something that caused us to either interrupt, like, I don't agree with that, and I need to let you know that I don't, or I'm going to roll my eyes at you because you just made me feel disrespected. So now I, in turn, are going to disrespect you. Yeah. Um, and, and that's usually how I see it in adults. But honestly, it's like, you know, it's, it's tit for tat, right? I mean, it doesn't, somebody has to be the grown up <laughs> and stop the cycle of disrespect. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. um, usually our children, it's more that they just don't know that it's a sign of disrespect. You, they have to learn that. Um, because in their, everything is about them and their world, and so they assume that everything in your world is about them too. And it's really the process of helping them understand not only what respecting someone else looks like, but what requiring and demanding respect for themselves looks like as well. So that like in our household, it's like we want them to know that they have a safe space, that they are respected, and they can voice their feelings about things. But we do it within a... Um, controlled is the wrong word I'm looking for. We do it within, we have, we have healthy boundaries yeah. in the way that we do that. Yep. Move to number three. Sure. The third way to is don't be offensive or pick up offense. So um, I, I, I talk to agents all the time who are trusting me with, uh, you know, people they know. Hey, Fitz, here's somebody that might be interested in what we're doing. Will you talk to them? Sure, I will. And I always promise the agents that, <clears throat> that are giving me these names and numbers, I'm not going to talk about any of the hot topics of the day with your sister, your cousin, your neighbor, your brother, whatever, whoever you're giving me. I'm not going to talk about the hot topics of the day. I've got friends that I can debate those hot topics with, and we stay friends. I don't need to do that with perfect strangers. And so yesterday I was saying this to an agent, and they said, well, what about, and they threw out a hot topic. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Um, that's not the business that I'm in. Uh, our business is making sure that if the inevitable happens, that that family's not living under a bridge next month. Mm -hmm. And our business is teaching people how to be that bridge for others mm -hmm. to keep them out of living under a bridge. And she was like, wow, that was tactful. I said, no, it's just not the topic. If I was in mm -hmm. a political debate running for president, oh, of course it would be important to talk about some of those hot topics of the day because that's literally your job at that point. But that's not what I do. Mm -hmm. And so, but there are some people who just wear those conversations on their sleeve and it's just at the drop of the hat, they got to talk about it. It's what's filling their social feeds and their social media because that's what they research, what they know and those things learn and they, they keep giving you more of what you are already believing and so it just feeds you with more and more, more and you're filling yourself up with all those things that, listen, we live in a divided world. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that don't agree with little things right now. I try to avoid those things when dealing with business. Again, when we're hanging out with friends, we want to discuss something. Okay, I'm great with that, but I'm not trying to be. And at the same time, if somebody says something, I like to think I'm, I'm really, I'm not very easily offended. Like it, it's, it takes a lot to offend me, but, but I can get a, be offended. And it's, I, it's just when you take on the offense, somebody says something and maybe they didn't mean it offensively, they just sort of said it, but then now you take it as, now you're creating this wedge between them and it's really hard to have a relationship when you have a wedge. Mm -hmm. That's why they say long distance relationships rarely work mm -hmm. because there's a wedge there, but you can be in the same room with somebody and have a long distance relationship because of offenses that you've taken on that maybe they have said. And I remember a, a pastor at our church one time said, you know, offenses are like this. It's like having a chair sitting in front of you and rather than walking and trying to trip over the chair, step up on the chair and allow that to give you a different perspective on the world. Mm -hmm. Rather than being tripped up by that, that offense, stand up on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a big one, like, like carrying offense or being offensive. I think we need to ask ourselves on a regular basis, like what exactly are we trying to accomplish mm. with people? Um, I think that we could all be guilty of this, but on the hot topics, let's talk about, let's say it is politics or recently, obviously like the COVID vaccine, which 
also became political. Somehow everything these days has become political. <laughs> but if you were to say, I, I will respect someone more or less based upon how they voted in a certain election mm. or based upon whether or not they are vaccinated will make me respect them more or respect them less, then you probably carry an offense. Mm. Mm. And then we need to stop and think about that because why is that? So for some people, maybe the thing is, is you are passionate about some of these issues and maybe you literally, what I would say is have a calling on your life to go make an impact in that sector, in that world. Well, you can't be offended that everyone else doesn't have that same passion mm. or see it exactly the way that you see it. Maybe that's not their calling. Um, you know, so we have to be careful about what causes us to respect people more or less and make sure that we're um, choosing categories that are worth, like, do they, are they a person of integrity? Do we share common human values? Like, do we value, like, I feel like every human life is a treasure and mm. has value. Do you feel that way too? Okay, well, we have that in common. So mm. that gives me respect for you. Can you treat people politely? because you don't think you're better than everyone else. That will cause me to have respect for you. Um, so I think we really need to ask ourselves, what exactly are we trying to accomplish? Are we just trying to convince people that we're right? Or are we actually trying to make an impact and connection with people? That's good. The fourth way to... <laughs> to make people like you, to make <laughs> a connection, to you know, be, be a better leader. Listen well is number four. Listen well. Uh, again, to me, I, I don't know, I said this with, with the uh, being, acting respectfully, but listening well is, is more about what you're doing with the rest of your body than what you're doing with your ears. Mm. Does that make sense? Like uh, your body language needs to say, I'm listening to you. Uh, and again, sitting around the kitchen table with the teens and tweens that we're dealing with at the house, um, you know, if somebody's talking to you and you're looking down at your phone, that doesn't say I'm listening. It says I'm hearing, but not really hearing. Uh, I'm not listening well. I have no idea what you're talking about. And actually, the other day, the other day we were having a conversation, and you said you weren't just listening to me, were you? Because I just got done with my workout. My routine after a workout is I lay flat on my bathroom floor just kind of for ten minutes. And you were, I would ask you a question. You were telling me some stuff, and. And then I asked you a follow-up question. You said, you, don't even, you weren't even listening to me, were you? I said, yes, I was. da 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 I rattled off the last things you'd been saying. I would, totally was listening, but nothing about my body language said I was. And my follow-up question said that I wasn't listening. But it was, I was trying to gain clarity on something you had said. But, but I, I set that up to be perceived that I wasn't listening well. That was totally on my, my bad because nothing about me said I was listening, mm -hmm. but I totally was, right? So when you're listening well, it's not just hearing what's being said, but it's acting. Mm -hmm. I, I've heard it said that the best actors, the best paid actors aren't necessarily the best actors, they're the best reactors, right? It's not how well you can deliver that Shakespearean monologue, it's, how well you respond to the person that did that. Does your face actually show that you were impacted by what they said? Mm -hmm. That's part of listening well. Yeah, I think also with listening well, um, we can be guilty of only hearing what we want to hear instead of actually listening to what the person is saying. Mm. And so when you're a leader and you're calling your agent, um, 
you know, sometimes we can be guilty of pushing aside the struggle or the the legitimate obstacle they have going on in their life and we we go oh we're just helping them move their excuses out of the way because all we want to hear is that they've made dials and made calls and made money (laughs) Um, and that's not listening well when you don't validate what someone's going through Uh, we've talked about this i I think already this year about how to validate someone and help them move through that Mm. but when you dismiss what they're telling you and only go oh yeah okay great we'll get out there and make more dials Amari. you're not listening well um, and you're making them not feel understood that's good i think it's a great place to land it all right first four ways to help your business grow <laughs> to help you make a better connection to help you be a better leader yes help you have higher eq these are all the things that we're after 12 ways of doing these things that's four and we've got two more sessions coming at you of that will total eight so there will be a total of 12 (laughs) ways to dot 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 by the time we're done thanks for joining us today hey now that you know you you know. know